Hello and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place that protects and explores what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like the caterpillar who carries its butterfly blueprint in its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis and then melts into liquid before it transforms, we to have an inner knowing that can tell us how to make our wings. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It's Sauce. So glad to be with you again. So today is going to be a little short episode. I just wanted to come on and share something that I've been thinking about. And also just to be transparent, this has been a really emotional week for me for a number of reasons. Some in the present tense, and some just in remembrance. And so I'm finding myself a little bit more tired and needing some insular time, some time to reflect and process and emote. So for that reason, I'm going to keep it a little bit short and authentic also, because I always want us to show up with what is, with whatever is, is always welcome. And part of what I was referencing is that last week was the 20th anniversary of my mom's passing. She died in 2002, and my dad actually passed away two months after that. So it was quite, it was quite shocking in ways. It was absolutely devastating, and I, I couldn't quite find my footing for quite some time, as you can imagine, and probably have seen times like this yourself. And at the same time, it was some of the most beautiful, most sacred times, and a, a lot of gorgeous community. And there's one memory in particular that keeps surfacing for me. It just keeps showing up all week, but it also shows up quite regularly. I find this memory floating through my mind all the time perhaps because it was one of the most touching things I've ever been a part of, and none of it was really initiated by me. I guess more accurately, it would be that I was a recipient of it. So what happened was my mom was diagnosed with cancer about five and a half years before she passed. And at that time, I was teaching high school, as I've mentioned, I was teaching high school in Santa Monica. And if anyone from Santa Monica listens to this by chance, I am sending you my deepest thanks for that day if you were in the classroom and also just for every day. It was so amazing to be a part of your lives and vice versa. I learned so much from you and I carry all those memories. And that is likewise true for every school that I taught at, every class, every student. Anyway, back to this day, I was teaching like any normal day, and for whatever reason, my classroom phone rang. And as you might guess, it was really unusual for a call to come through on the classroom line. So I answered it, and the person in the office said that my dad was on the phone, which just seemed so odd to me. Like, it, it was so out of context. It was so unplanned. It seemed so different. And I almost felt like I was in a, like an alternate universe already. So I'm standing there with 40 pairs of eyes on me. And 
I was like, Dad? And he said, I just wanted to call to let you know that mom has cancer. And I guess in most times, people wouldn't necessarily break through a classroom to give this news. And I'm still to this day not sure why it happened that way. Like why my dad would call in the middle of the school day or why they would actually let that call go through when it wasn't an emergency. And I never thought to ask, but now looking back, I think it's because of the gravitas of the diagnosis. And though we didn't go into it in that moment, now in retrospect, I realize that I think it hit him so hard that he needed to reach out and connect, but I'm just guessing. But anyway, I felt, I felt it. And in that moment, I stopped being a math teacher, and suddenly I was just a human being who had heard some tough news. And though they had no idea what was on the other line, I can't even describe to you the amount of compassion and empathy that was emanating towards me in the silence. And because teenagers are sophisticated, I didn't want to pretend like nothing had happened. I also didn't want to overload them with a burden that they shouldn't have to carry. So I tried to be truthful in a way that was most appropriate. And I said very clumsily, because I was still processing the information too, I said, mm, that was my dad and my mom has cancer. And all I can say is that what happened next is something that I will never ever forget, nor anything that I will be able to properly thank them for. But one of the students said, Miss Sase, why don't you take a minute to walk outside? We will stay here, we'll be really quiet, and we'll do our homework. We know what to do. We know what to do already. And if any of you can picture 40 teenagers when a teacher leaves a room, probably what's not going to happen is that they're all going to do their homework. And I say that as a former teenager, I know that if I was in a math classroom or any classroom really, and the teacher left, unless there was a really, really important reason that I wanted to get that homework done so that I could do something else later, I'm not going to be doing my homework. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be, who knows what I'm going to be doing? Not my homework, but the sincerity in those eyes and the Love and compassion was something that told me that they really meant it. And suddenly we were in a different moment. We were in a human moment. We were seeing each other for our, for our frailties, for our hopes, for our love, for our families. We were all carrying it almost in a communal way for each other. It was like they said, We've been to a place like this before, and we want you to be cared for. And so I looked at them and I said, thank you. And I walked outside the classroom door and I stood out there where I could still hear them. Because I guess there was a small part of me that wondered, will they really do their homework? But there was a bigger part of me that was really overwhelmed. So I was keeping my right mind. I mean, obviously, a teacher cannot walk out on a classroom or leave kids unattended. But I just 
walked outside for a bit, and I could hear their quietness. I could feel the still companionship that they were offering me in their silence. And I just took a few moments to put myself together, knowing, you know, that I needed to go back in, obviously. Like I have a job and I needed to be responsible. And so shortly after, I opened the door and there were those 40 pairs of eyes looking right at me once again. And I can't tell you with words how deeply I felt that. And I looked at them and I thanked them. And before I even had a chance to really compose myself, I glanced up on the chalkboard and they had erased it and somebody had written, We love you, Miss Sase, in big, bold, chalked letters. Back then there were chalkboards. And I have no idea what I said, but I know that I tried so hard to show them what it meant to me. And then they said, just sit down at your desk. We're going to keep working. And I'm not the type of teacher who would want to sit at their desk and not be moving through the room and trying to create whatever was necessary for that community at that time, whatever that meant. But this, again, was one of those moments where life came through in an unanticipated way. And so I did. I sat at my desk with their generous spirits filling the room. And there they sat working on their homework, every one of them. And the bell rang. And I got up to move towards the door. And you can't imagine what happened next. This class of 40 students started forming a line that snaked in and through the desks, and each one of them stopped to say goodbye to me as they took turns greeting me with their compassion. And some of them offered me little tokens, like one person had won a Tootsie Roll Pop in one of their other classes and gave it to me and said, I won this and I want you to have it. Another person had a sack lunch and I think it was like some sort of sandwich cut in half. And they said, well, I want you to have half of my sandwich. And gave that to me for my own lunch. And it was things like that, little trinkets of love and offering that they gave to me or a hug or a word or a silent look of love and compassion. I keep saying love and compassion because that's what it felt like. I felt so moved, so inundated with grace. And it wasn't even me that was sick at that time, you know? But that day will be forever, in my mind, one of the biggest acts of love and generosity that I've ever experienced. And it was such an unplanned moment. It was so unexpected. We were all so unguarded, so unfiltered, so real, so raw in that moment. And it showed me that the truest parts of me and the truest parts of them found each other so effortlessly, so beautifully, so meaningfully. And I think it goes to show 
that when we are unguarded and we are unfiltered, not to say that sometimes it's, it may not always be safe enough to be totally unguarded, right? Or unfiltered might not be the right appropriate thing either at times. But honesty is beautiful. And you know, I love this class anyway. Every one of the students I've ever had, I've loved. And, and they might not have all loved me, which uh, is fair. <laughs> but I've learned so much from every student. And this class, this big giant class of 40 people, because classrooms were so overloaded, which is still probably not unusual, but 40 people unplanned, so sensitively, acutely attuned to me, it was overwhelming. And I love to think that the trueness of me saw the trueness of each of them and that it also deepened us because we became even closer after that. And we were having a good time before that. It was a great class. Lots of laughs, also hard work. But gosh, that day marked me. I feel it. I feel it every time I think about it. And all I can say is thank you to each one of you. I hope somehow that my feelings of gratitude reach you. And also just what I've learned. This podcast is about actualizing who we really are, knowing more fully who we are, breaking the fourth wall of being human, and seeing that there's so much sameness between us, and finding the beauty of connection with each other, as well as developing this rich interiority that is true to who we are, and bringing that out in each other as well. And it strikes me that some of these times that are unplanned and unfiltered and unguarded, where our human spirits are allowed to be free and where we are generous with each other and where we are loving and where we are tender, that maybe during these times we see ourselves more clearly and maybe we see each other more clearly too, more truthfully. And so I might posit that you can maybe find yourself even more so during times such as these. And so I come to you this week from just this honest place of where I'm at, and I wish you a beautiful week. And for those times when you feel a little more raw or a little more vulnerable, or life circumstances are a bit unplanned or challenging or, or who knows, or fun and funny, those are also really unguarded moments unplanned, you know, those really funny, belly-aching, laughing moments too. I wish for you a week where you see yourself more clearly, the beauty that is you, and that we can bring that forth in each other as we move through this week, whatever it is that comes our way. I'm always on Instagram at Lori Sase, L-O-R-I-S-A-S-E, and my website, laurisase.com. I am sending you my love and compassion. Have a gorgeous week. I'll be thinking of you.